This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Yeah. I mean, this has, been a, this has been a groundbreaking show. Firstly, we've got Nick, you know, sticking up and praising Sasevich. Now he's not sure. I mean, I mean, this is an exclusive. <laughs> and, and agreeing with me as well, no uh, less. Yeah. I mean, so it sounds like shockers. I'm having a bit of a dig at Nick. but um... <laughs> Which you are, quite rightly. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Green and White, the weekly Argyle Life podcast. With us this week, we have Sam. Hello. And we have Fraser. Good evening. And I'm hosting this evening, it's me, Nick. Uh, Josh still away, hopefully back next week. Um, well, well, a pretty good week, actually. I mean, very good week, in fact. Obviously, back-to-back wins, first time since the start of the season. Not just that, six goals conceded, uh, six goals scored, <laughs> none conceded. Uh, that would have been a much worse week. Sam, actually, well, yeah, go on, Sam, go on, why don't you introduce us to your thoughts? Yeah, well, I'm absolutely delighted with two wins. Um, a lot of pressure is now off. I think after the Scunthorpe game, even after the Swindon League game, there was a very tangible sense of nervousness starting to build around it. Not just annoyance with the performance, nervousness. It's that, it was that feeling of, oh, come on, surely we're not going to have another crap season. It, it, obviously, that's not to say that these two wins cancel that out. It doesn't mean to say that we're now going to have a great season, but there was a lot of nervousness that we've made a much worse start to the season than we were anticipating. With these two wins, that still does not make it an amazing start to the season, but all of a sudden, you can look at it all in a much better perspective. In, in all competitions, we're now unbeaten in six. Yeah, unbeaten in six. One loss in eight. Only two defeats in 11. Now, naturally, those stats are a bit... Uh, massaged because there's a lot of draws in there but on the whole things are starting to look a lot better I don't actually think either of the two performances were that great I think the game last night was certainly better than the game on Saturday I still don't think it was quite as amazing a performance as 4-0 might suggest we were good don't get me wrong but we weren't great um Carlisle I would probably say we were not even not even at that level we were kind of just about okay against Carlisle. So two performances in which we didn't play that well and got maximum points against two very poor teams, that has to be said. But what I will say 
is let's look at the games in which we actually got less points than our performance is warranted, which are plenty, which are Oldham, Crawley, Cheltenham. Maybe, maybe at a push you could add Salford or Newport to that. We might have got a win against Salford, might have got a draw at Newport. And we certainly could have got three points against Oldham, certainly could have got three points against Crawley, certainly could have got a point, if not all three, against Cheltenham. So, yeah, really encouraging. Not the best performances, but that just cancels out the games where we didn't get the results earlier in the season where we could have done. So, on the whole, a lot happier. Really looking forward to going into the game against Saturday. With it. Not, not that I'm going to the game, that's another story, but really looking forward to going into the game on Saturday against a team on bad form when we're on good form. Fraser, what were your highlights from, uh, well, let's go from both, but principally the uh, Carl, uh, Carl match, the Leighton Orient match? Well, first of all, I'm still trying to work out whether Sam's feeling positive or negative after the last week. Um, <laughs> positive no, on ballot, nuanced positive. Um, what, what are my highlights? So, Argyle don't go in at half-time 4-0 up very often, do they? No. Um, and I think I tweeted at the time, are we sure this is Argyle playing? Um, everyone talks about like what's what's interesting and what's fun to watch and attractive football but for me winning football is the best type of football um, and we were falling up at half time there's not really much better feelings than that um, so you know, you, yeah the performance wasn't it perhaps didn't warrant to be falling up at half time but we were falling up at half time and coasting in the second half Um it is easy to coast at 4-0 up. Only a side like Arsenal could throw away a 4-0 lead. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say we're quite as good as Arsenal, but we're, you know, we're getting there. Um, we'd probably give Sheffield United a better run for their money. Um, but yeah, it was it was just a great evening, wasn't it? It's, I love watching Argyle win, and, and 4-0 was pretty comprehensive. And I think if it had been 2 or 3 at half-time, we may have scored a few more in the second half. Um, very, very happy. I think one of the most noticeable things for me from Mansfield onwards, there's been a definite, definite change in style. Um, it's something I think I highlighted to a couple of you guys in the group, in our group chat in the last week, but there's been a clear shift away from what Lowe came into the club saying he was going to do and what he's now opted to do, and that is moving away from a predominantly passing style of football to a more territorial style of football. It's a bit like the way rugby's played, in that in rugby, obviously, you can't pass forward, you play a lot of kicks and you don't necessarily hold possession, you don't hold the ball. What you do is you kick it into their their territory and then run and press and try to win it back. Um, and that's a style that a lot of football teams also apply. But th- the symptoms of that are quite easy to diagnose. We've gone from, so pre-Mansfield, post-Mansfield, you're looking at Argyle's average possession dropping from 56% to 51%. That's quite a big average drop. You don't usually see that across the season. You're looking at 20% more attempted long passes every game, um, and you're also looking at our pass success plummeting from so that it was an average around the mid 80s down to now the low 70s. Now that's not all necessarily a bad thing, um, and I think, for example, the territorial style works much better for Sarsovic. Um I thought he had a really good. Uh, well, first off, something that didn't get mentioned last week: his cup performance against Swindon in the uh, the JPT. Um, albeit against a weakened Swindon side, all those caveats, was absolutely fantastic. I gave him a 10. It was no doubt in my mind. He was brilliant. Uh, to be honest, could have had more assists, could have had more goals. Fantastic. Um, this is sort of a style in which he'll play much better. So while I have loads and loads of problems with him starting 
in sentiment if we're going to try and play that low possession style because he can't play it. This is perfect for him. Um, you could sort of see that in, in the third goal, McFadden's goal. Look at the way it's a throw-in, Rudden flicks on, and Sarsovic doing what he does best, which is a run into space beyond the midfield. Because we're playing that territorial style, we're not facing a big block of midfielders and defenders, there's no... there's Well, we've gone from playing teams with no room to, you know, exploiting behind to, you know, lots of t- lots of space to exploit. So we're looking at a throw-in, a flick-on from Rudden and Sarsovic, with a simple run, breaks through the midfield line into the space behind, and he just drives forward, cuts it back, and it wasn't a great cutback. But McFadden picks it up and you know finishes off, and that's this is much more his style of play. Set ditto for Riley. Riley and Sarsovic will fit much better in this territorial style. So I, th- I think that's something to note is that this isn't necessarily bad performance. So Sam's point is bad performance, and in the previous weeks I would have said bad performance too. But now I'm starting to think is it bad performance if we're judging it by the old standards of possession? And breaking and forcing teams off the ball and pushing them back and breaking them down versus a good style of performance playing territorially. Fair point, well made. I think it shows a bit of maturity from from Ryan Lowe. Um, he's obviously a young manager and he's you know he's not been managing for a long while, um, but it was clear that things weren't quite working. Um, there were definitely positives, but the results weren't there, and you know for all the stats that there are in football and we know one of us likes them more than most um, there's only one that really matters at the end of the day and that's how many goals you put in the back of the net and we just weren't doing that's, it that's, that, no that's not what matters more than most what matters more than most is wins you've mapped it you can score as many goals as you like if you concede even more that's pointless very pedantic but fair point yeah <laughs> I mean let's be fair if there's one statistic that matters most it's winning come on it's not goal scored <laughs> okay yeah but you get the point I'm making I want to swear Sorry, I won't for all that I want to swear let's shit on the stati- uh, statistician but then gets it wrong try yeah. saying that when you've had a few um, shit on the statistician to go back to my point before I was very rudely interrupted um, <laughs> you know he's 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 been quite mature I think and he, he has changed things I don't think he's changed it drastically but he's definitely changed it and um, you know at the moment at least we're getting results um and you know that's the most important thing, isn't it? Let's we're going up the flip league. Flip that and... question around then. Yeah. Because we've now seen it for six games: Mansfield, Scunthorpe, Swindon, Swindon, um, Carlisle, Orient. So that's a, that's a fair amount of time to have a look and judge it. What are your yeah. thoughts on it as a style, in particular the level of performance and how successful it will be going forward? Oh, that's a big question. Um. I think at the moment, obviously, early signs are good, but it's it's we've not played the best opposition that we are going to play this season. We've now, I think, now will be the proof. The proof we've got a run of decent oppositions uh, teams coming up, and I think now will be whether or not it, it works or or doesn't. Um, but I think it'd be nice to see um, see the team have the two options. I think last night one thing we could have improved upon was in the second half reverting to that possession-based style and seeing the game out in a lot more controlled manner. Um, we, we surrendered a lot of the ball in the second half where we could we knew we know that we can pass most teams, if not every team in this division, off the park. And, and we could have just saw the game out by knocking the ball about it. I don't know what percentage you said at the start there, Nick. You know, 80-odd percent possession. 
Yeah, no, past success. Oh, past so success. The past success we, we're completing mid it is average was around eighty four, I think, and it's now dropped to about seventy two. Yeah. So we, we know we can play like that, and so I, I'd sort of like to see not just having and we all saw how it worked with Derek Adams last season. It's probably a strength of the whole squad if we've got those two ways of playing and adjusting accordingly based on either the situation or the opposition. I'm sitting massively on the fence, in other words. I am a little less positive about it, to be honest, because I think, yeah, it's all very well saying we've had a better results. If we say we've had six games with that style, we've had, what, four wins, two draws and no defeats. On paper, that's fantastic. But then, but then what you've got to then examine a little bit deeper is who the wins have come against and who the draws, in fact, have come against. So we played man purely on positions in the league. Let me just get my goals app up on my phone two seconds so I can get the league table. That's not take a while. Sorry for technical difficulties here. <laughs> Behave yourselves, honestly. Let's See, what I'm wondering now is how is Sam, are you actually going to get the positions up prior to the, when we played them? Well, I'm going to get the positions up as they are as they are currently because that would just take too too long otherwise. But well, what's the um, point in that? Because a team could like Scunthorpe, for example, have won like three in a row. I mean, this is already taking too long, Sam. Okay, 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 okay. So, I can Sam, tell Sam, you, Mansfield were bottom third, Carlisle bottom third, Orient bottom third as well. I think. Yeah. And Scunthorpe certainly. Bottom Scunthorpe were fact. second from bottom ahead of Stevenage when we played and them. So the only Swindon was anywhere... sixth, I think. Yeah, so the only team that was anywhere high up in the league was Swindon. And obviously one of those games was a competition which they were, to all the greatest respects, not taking seriously. Say welcome to Optinic. Yeah, and then, thank you, yes. And so one of them was a game that, to all intents and purposes, they were not taking seriously. And one of them was a league game, fair enough. But tell you what, they're seventh in the league. They, they did not play like they were seventh in the league on that day. They were bloody awful on that day. So well, It's worth noting that two of their best players basically went off injured. So, in yeah, Anderson okay. on the right and Isgrove on the left. Fair enough. Well, that's a fair point. So that, that, to be fair, kind of backs up my point even more. That whilst, yes, the results have been a lot better, when you look back at who we were playing before that, OK, yes, you could say we weren't winning, now we are winning. But Cheltenham, they were quite, they were pretty high up in the league. Crawley, I think they were in a playoff spot when we played them. Um, Port Vale and Northampton. Well, Northampton weren't doing very well, but Port no, Vale... No, they're both in the bottom third, if not... I thought Port Vale were quite a bit high. I thought they were like top half. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe, don't think so. But generally speaking, we were playing teams who were higher placed in the league, um, bar obviously a few. But and I think in the New, Newport top end, Crew obviously it was opening day, but they went on to become top end. So generally speaking, when we were attempting to play a more possession-based style, we did come out of it. You say that, with... Crew, we didn't play a possession-based style. Crew was yeah, this kind of true. style. That's true, that's true. Maybe it will work against better teams then, but generally speaking, what, what I'm trying to say about getting too drawn into the specifics and the um, stuff that's going to bore people, which I'm sure it already has, but without wanting to get too drawn into the specifics, we have got better results, but it is against much worse teams. And I wonder if we'd have just stuck it out and played the possession-based style, whether we whether we would have seen an upturn in results anyway, purely on the basis of having an easier run of fixtures. Would you agree, Nick? Um, so I look at it less on opposition and more on performance on the day, as you know, as I always bang on about. Um, mm. Then Carlisle, I, I mean, what was the difference between Carlisle and, say, Oldham or Salford or Port Vale? The only difference there was that when presented with a set-piece opportunity, winning a header from about four yards out, they hit the bar instead of scoring. Yeah, that that exactly. was very much the difference. I, we, we didn't really outcreate them. We certainly didn't outcreate them in the same way we outcreated the side like Oldham, for example. 
or you know dominate possession and have so many shots against Salford without scoring sort of thing. The, Carlisle wasn't fantastic. This one, what we we I get the feeling this is this was exactly the sort sort of team that we wanted to play against in this style because let's face it, Leighton Orient played very much a bit like a Carl Fletcher side early 2012-2013 season. Um, plenty of neat passes in their own half and neat passes in the middle third, but no real penetration and pretty weak defensively. Yeah. Um, so this is exactly the sort of team you want to play against, one which is happy to try and bring the ball out from the back and push players forward, but actually isn't good enough to do anything with it, leaving plenty of space to counter-attack into, and no real need to actually hold the ball if you say, got a sass, which is going to really do damage running beyond. Or worth noting, George Cooper, who I thought was pretty rubbish actually for 90% of the time was on the pitch and yet put two fantastic crosses into the box for two goals that's our goal life George Cooper there just so you know yes um, <laughs> hi George <laughs> hello George <laughs> uh, you were much better last two, last night George if you're listening uh, yeah but uh, so, yeah, Cooper, I, I genuinely I genuinely disagree I thought he was actually I think if you sat down and watched his just his game in isolation he strolled to get into possession he made fewer passes than Sarsovic and he's the fewest passes on the pitch for someone who's meant to be technical um, rather than you know a physical runner, um, and mm. lots of loose passes and long balls and little bits where it just didn't stick. But he just doesn't really matter uh, too keep, much if when he uh, keeps producing crosses like he has been. That's when out of nowhere, yeah, he's got that, yeah. three assists and four, four, uh, three assists and three rather, um, four and three if you want to count um, the own goal. Yeah, the own goal, which is his cross, which forces the own goal. Um, I I think my with regard to the change in style to being more territorial, I'm actually a bit depressed about it, but not because I don't think it's going to work. I actually think it might might work. I, I, I'm not sure yet. Let's let's wait and see for a bit, because like you say, Fraser Exeter and Bradford will be prophesized to test it against. Um, I, I'm a bit more depressed because because I'm a bit conflicted, because... Yeah, but, but it, well, it, what's the difference between this and what Adams would have? Ignoring all the vitriol and so forth towards Adams, had he stayed, or we brought in someone like Paul Hurst or Daryl Clark or whatever, or Gary Bowyer, then this, what's the difference between what we're playing now and what we would have played? We're looking at what Sarsovich, Wooten, Riley, Canavan, Sawyer, all ex Adams players, Rudden is basically an Adams <laughs> player, let's face it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, what Edwards was tasked with doing yesterday and Carlisle is not far from what we'd have had Songo doing. It was very much an Adam style. Lots of long balls, not really too bothered about holding possession, playing counter-attack style. This was a bit like transitioning to Adam's 2016-17. It was still better. Um, but I mean, I I just suppose that I regret that I, I'm now a bit concerned that we're going to follow a path I didn't really want to see us go down. Not necessarily because it's the wrong one in playing territorial, but because I was really excited to see proper possession football in a way that's really rare in the lower leagues. It's the sort of style that... that well, this style we're playing now is the sort we can probably expect to watch for the next decade or more. Probably, quite possibly, most virtually every season for the next 50 years. Um... And I just sort of wanted to get a glimpse of what it's like to play football the best way possible. I sort of wanted to be, I wanted to feel like Man City for a season in the same way that I'm sure Luton did last season. Um, I know what you um, mean, but I think you know, touching earlier, I think that. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll take I'll take the winning football. Like yeah. I say, I, I I'm not I'm not going to like you'll hear far fewer complaints from me about Sarsovic if we're going to play the star because this is you know in line of what what we need, uh, where he's in line with what's needed in that style, but. 
I just and I'll take the winning football. I just again, I'm just a bit disappointed. If, I, if this I is where think, we're going to um, go, I don't think it's. I think it's too early to write off what what the start is or isn't going to be. To be honest, I think um, you know it's already changed once. It can change again. I think it's quite interesting that the two in charge now are a lot more flexible than what we had under Adams. You know, Adams picked his style, and he, as as we've debated a lot, pretty much picked his fourteen players and that was that and, and and it didn't matter what happened you know in particular with with Freddie Ladapo you know he played him um and he played the same style so I think I do get what you mean because our goals historically our football has been um pretty rugged let's say it's not been I think the most, rugged um, is almost the perfect word for it yeah it's not yeah. always been the most expansive uh entertaining football but I, I think Lowe's also finding his feet as a manager, um, and, and I think he, he seems to be someone that's open to experimentation and change. And I think he wants to play football the right way, but he also, you know, you've got to balance it, haven't you? you? You know, it's all well and good sticking with it the right way, but if we were 12 14, we'd be pissed off. Um, you know, but I think he is going to try and get it the right way. And I think we'll see the longer that he's here in charge the more we'll get towards that style. And, you know, it might take an extra window or two just to get a few players in that are more capable of uh, playing that way. No, the thing is for me that part of the reason why I'm also sort of disappointed is that I thought he kind of tried to do it in a pretty half-assed way in that Riley, we couldn't manage to get both Riley and Sarsovic out of the team when Sarsovic and right centre mid, rather, because I'd happily have him in at wing-back. But we can get either of them out of the team, which kind of undermined what he was trying to do because neither were really fit to play that style and it was just a bit yeah half-assed and given how much quality he's got on the team just like he, he can do I don't think he needs any more signings it's, at all I think I, he's got, he, I, th- that... I tell you what I think he's got the best squad in the division outright whether or not he does it with it I think if you looked at the quality individually and the depth and compared against any other team in the division I don't think anyone even comes close it's mad how much quality we have I don't think you're far wrong. Um, you know, I don't know the opposition, the, the other teams as well as you do. But Maybe we, Mansfield, um, possibly? No, I wouldn't even say Brad- Mansfield. I think Bradford? Mansfield are close. I think they'd run as close. Bradford don't. Bradford have a quite shallow squad, and especially if you picked out names and what they've achieved before and, you know, where we've got them from and so forth. Like, I mean, Billy Clark, I fancy... I mean, I know we've just picked him up on a free transfer. I wouldn't be too surprised to see him going into many other teams in this division. Um, I'm not sure whether or not he'd suit their style, but I mean, if he went into those teams, they'd be looking at him being a player, one of their best players, most or at least players with the most pedigree. We we just picked up Billy Clark, who is on paper a you know a pretty good striker. He won't fit the territorial style, so God knows why we've signed him if we're going to go that way, because he's hardly going to run channels and chase the ball and everything. But you know, we just picked up Billy Clark, and we don't need him. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I mean, if that's not if that's not a sign of our if not financial muscle, then let's call it squad strength. I don't yeah, know I, what is. I think I think you're right with the depth. I think I think it's interesting how um, how deep the team is, which is great. Um, and I sort of see what you're saying that he could play the more attractive style. I think players like Sarsovic, though. I think I think Ryan Lowe really likes. I think he likes the. You know, um, he likes the trier. He likes the person that puts in the effort. I think, you know, it's certainly an Argyle favourite. Let's be honest. If you look back at Argyle fan favourites... Um, Please don't. Please let's <laughs> It's, um, you know, it's that style. But, um, 
you know, I think, I think I said it a little bit earlier. I just think he's finding his feet as a manager and, and, and with the squad. And um, I, I think the longer he's here, the more attractive the football will get as he as he develops, you know, develops the players into playing their way. I mean, um, it can't always be easy trying to retrain League Two players to to play a more expansive style. I think Fraser makes a fair point on on one level, which is that a lot of the teams who, who are now known for going up through the league, playing quite an attractive style of football, and the two examples I've got in my mind are Swansea and Brighton. When they first got promoted out of League Two, they weren't really playing the football they went on to play. So, obviously, I know that what Nick's saying is we do have maybe one of, if not the best squads in the league. I still don't think we have as good a squad as Barry had last season. That's the difference. So I think what Lowe is probably doing is he's saying, right, we're going to moderate it a bit. We're going to try this. And again, no, now going back to what, Nick, I think you kind of contradicted yourself a bit because you said, I look at performance more than style of opposition, but then you admit, and yes, by that standard of the territorial style, as we're referring to it, we did have to do the performance quite well. But again, it's going to be so much easier against Carlisle and Orient than Exeter and Bradford. We may well get wins against Exeter and Bradford. I'm not saying we won't. After all, we did win against Crew playing a similar style however you know that's not the same I know, Sam, thing i was trying to agree with you oh I, 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 yeah that's why i was saying i didn't think the performance was that great i was okay. agreeing from a different angle you were agreeing with I, 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 well, I was mostly my agreeing head, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not sure is the answer i don't want to jump yeah um i <laughs> going back to my overall views on this change of style i think it could work after all it did work against crew and they're a better team but generally speaking we've done it against teams who aren't so good and the possession based Styles and more against teams who are good. When we go back, when we go into games like Exeter, Bradford, Forest Green, we've got Grimsby at home in the middle of that, which is a lot more winnable game on paper. That's more along the Orient and Carlisle category. And the Bolton away game. And the Bolton away game in the which cup. Which we expect yeah, but, to be a first team. But with that run of games, it's going to be a lot harder. Bolton are getting a little bit of form together now as well, aren't they? they, they, they now they've got they appear to be gelling a little bit. Yeah, Nothing dangerous, a, but like no, but that's competitive at the very least. Exactly, yeah, that competitive at least. So that's, it, Grimsby aside, that's definitely a notably tougher run of games. Obviously, we've got Chelsea in the checker trade, which I'm barely going to dignify, but yeah. So Chelsea, uh, Grim, you know, Grimsby aside, that's a much tougher run of games. So whether that style works, I mean, if it does, I will reluctantly say, you know what, uh, Ryan, if it gets us up, you do what you want. But it is a little bit of a shame in that part of the excitement and the thrill of the season was a manager who came in and said words to the effect of, you know what, I don't see why playing like Liverpool and Barcelona and Man City should be restricted for the teams at the top. We're going to go and we're going to play like that because it's the right way to play the game. And I really did admire that. And that's kind of why I was so excited for the season. But having him then come, come, you know, after a little bit of turbulence to then change it, it may well work. But the footballing purist in me who wants to see us play like Barcelona every week will be a little bit disappointed even if it does work. But... Hey, you know what? If someone said that we'll keep on winning and it'll get us to the top three, of course I'll bloody take it. <laughs> I want I want to be out of League Two. I want a promotion. You know, for goodness sake. I want a promotion. I'll, if that's the way we do it, that's the way we do it. But I, I, I would rather we transition back more towards the possession-based style, at least for certain games. What I would say is, I mean, he can still take inspiration from Klopp, but what he's doing is taking more inspiration from his earlier style with Dortmund, which was his, mm. uh, his heavy metal style, as uh, Klopp coined it, which was territory-based game. It was, you know, let the opposition have it in the final third and press, press, press to win it back and hit them fast on the counter. That's that's more what we're seeing now. Um, I, we, I th- we spoke about him last week. I think we need to bring him up again. 
Joel Grant, but I've got a different angle this time. Obviously, it's four goals in four for him, but that's on the back of eight consecutive starts. And he, let's be fair, he barely looked like scoring in those first four games and now has scored in the last four, which says a lot about the momentum required, you know, playing in that striker role. And he's the first player to build up any kind of momentum and manage to make those back-to-back consecutive starts up being disrupted by injury. It, that says one thing to me, it's that when we get, for example, a Telford back and he manages to get a fit in a run of games, he might, you know, he'll possibly, hopefully, hit that same run of goal-scoring form. Maybe Byron Moore as well, maybe Billy Clark if he gets in and we play the style that's more suited to him. But I think that's something worth drawing on, is that after four games in which he didn't look particularly good, now he's four games, four goals, and, um, you know, looking like red-hot form. Yeah, I mean, as, as a striker, you can't really complain with that, can you? I mean, um, he, he seems to... Uh, I remember when we first signed Joel Grant, he seems to be getting a little bit like what Rudden's doing at the moment. Joel Grant seems to get in the right positions, and then he'd apps... I remember there was one game in particular, I'm sure it was last season, um, where he got through one-on-one twice, and then just absolutely fluffed his lines. And, um, you know... Sure, whatever's wasn't very Ladapo. <sighs> Sounds that, a lot that, like that, him. That's a cheap dick, that one. Um, <laughs> you, you, you know, you know my uh, affections for King Fred. Um, but yeah, he, he's in great form, and hopefully, you can get get another one on um, on Saturday. I mean, five and five is getting a sort of silly levels of form, isn't it? But um, I think you're right about playful like Dom Telford and, and Byron Moore. And I think Byron Moore's assist the other day against, uh, was it against Carlisle? Carlisle. Or, you know, shows great awareness to, you know, pull his head up and find that pass. Because um, there's a lot less intelligent players that would have just smashed it across the box. And, you you're know, talking hope... about Joe Riley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you said Joe Riley, not me. Um but he got I his head up. Riley, bless me fair, his crossing has been absolutely atrocious for months. You know, he got his head up and he, he spotted Sarsovic and, um, you know, obviously he still had a lot to do and it was a cracking finish, but it, it just shows a little bit more intelligence there to to have that self-awareness at a time when, you know, you're running, you, everything's a lot quicker when you're in the box, isn't it? So you have to be, you know, more aware. Mm. No, but Good yeah, contribution, Sam. Yeah, no, I've, yeah, mm. no, I've, I think Fraser did it nicely. Um, good to see McFadden get another goal. I think that's pretty much his career goals done increased now, isn't it? I think he had three career goals before this season, and he's got four this season. So he's yeah, just uh, absolutely on fine goal scoring form. Um, it's always mad to remember he was the only one to not score for Berry last season. Yeah, and now he's got. And four now he's already. our top scorer in a team that's scoring less than Berry. Yeah, no, he's not our top scorer. Joel Grant's our top scorer. Oh, of course, Joel Grant's our top scorer. What a muppet! Yeah, but still, he's he's doing well for sure. His general level of performance is pretty much solidly good. He's kind of Mister Consistent. You'll very rarely give him an eight or a nine, but you'll very rarely give him below a six either. He he just puts in a solid enough level each week and pops up often enough with an assist and a goal. So I think it's worth giving him some praise. He's become maybe a bit of an unsung hero in the team. We're kind of always talking in depth about should be or shouldn't be playing Sarsovic, who should play up front, what should we do about the defence. We don't really mention the wing-backs that much, apart from the same Sarsovic should play there. So I think let's give a bit of credit to McFadden. He's come in and he's been uh, he's been a good player for a number of weeks. His form did trend downwards for a little while, but maybe it's, to be fair, although I've kind of said Orient and Carlisle weren't particularly amazing performances, despite the wins, his performance has been very good in both those two games, would you say? I... 
Yeah, I would. Um, I was going to say, I think we need to um, talk about the elephant in the room, which was um, uh, the Argyle... Uh, and the God. The, the Argyle have been practicing volleyball a lot in the last couple of weeks, and we <laughs> saw the impact of that on the pitch. <laughs> what the f*** was that? I'd like to say to any Orient fans listening it? that it's far better to cheat using your hand to put the ball in the net rather than use your hand to push over a ball boy, is what I'd say to any Orient fans listening. And so, Eden Hazard. Yes, and, and it, well, Eden Hazard kicked the ball boy, in fact, didn't he? He pushed so, him first. <laughs> he, he, thing is, I think with Hazard, it was kind of one of those things where... Sorry, let's not go off on the tangent. We're talking it, about uh, Zach Rudd. Sorry. With the... Honestly, it, the, my favourite angle is behind the goal because it's just it looks even more stupid. He's got an open... I think the worst bit about all of this is he's basically got an open goal from about three yards and he didn't score when he cheated. Why yeah. cheat if you're not going to prosper? It, Why it did was, you cheat there at all? When <laughs> it, it was, It's an interesting one, isn't it? What I really... you know, I do feel for Leighton Orient fans. I mean, I would be absolutely livid if that had been... You know, the shoot had been on the other foot. And I know... I know that we beat them 4-0 and I know that we scored additional goals but that that goal was it the first goal I think um it was that that's a, especially when you're away from home midweek that could make a big difference so I can understand why they they they're angry there that being said their team didn't really offer much else to to get themselves a goal um but I, I <laughs> Other than that, I'm lost for words. I mean, it, I, I thought he headed it. I, I genuinely thought he headed it. I, it at the time, I had no idea what they were complaining about. Um, I must admit. I, if you watch it back, uh, particularly from behind the goal, it's a it hits his head and his forearm. He doesn't actually slap it. The reason it's so soft is because it's caught between the two of them. But it's still handball and and and, and stupid and very stupid. But funny, hilarious, funny. Um, and the only the... reason that I'm not too that I'm not saying oh what's affected the game it's affected the game is because right it's different if you're Maradona and you're jumping and you're outreaching Peter Chilton to punch it because in, all I can see in my head is it shouldn't have made a difference because he should have just headed it it's like he's so you remember last season when um, uh, Ryan Edwards scored against Rochdale and it was a blatant carry handball. Yeah, yeah. He stuck his arms up. Right, in that case, that's that's a case where he can only block it with his arms and it's led directly to a goal. The only reason like, I'm not absolutely furious is that I just can't look past the stupidity and that he should have headed it. And that then it would have made no difference. What I do like about Rudin is it's not, this isn't the first time that he's been involved in a controversial goal. Um, oh yeah, Rudin. You know, the one that was like two yards off the pitch. Um, yeah, Rudin. Yeah, was Rudin. But um, he's quite a funny chap, isn't he? I mean... I, again, probably should have scored uh, another one. Uh, you know, but it's he, another big chance missed by Rudd. Yeah, but um, you know, I'll give four 0 win, and I'm going to give him points for like hilarity. Um, I, I I think we'll probably see Byron Moore come in sooner rather than later, but um, it's a funny moment. I enjoyed it. Well, I enjoyed watching it back at the time. I thought he just flunked a really easy header, but there we go. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just, honestly, at the time, I wondered what they were complaining about. I genuinely thought, are they, are they talking about a push in the box? Are they talking about um, maybe, you know, is there, an, is there an offside in there somewhere? I don't know what, what they're talking about. And then when I saw it back, sitting there, look, obviously, you know, the goals go on Twitter during the game. I was scrolling through Twitter during a dead ball. 
And I watched that and I thought, no, he's not done that. He can't have just done that. And he's done that. <laughs> like, what? why would you think to do it? He could have headed that in. So he, he actually probably made it harder for himself by handling it rather than heading it. Because if that had dropped down a bit, obviously he would have been able to get it down towards the bottom of the goal. Keeper wouldn't have had such a good chance of saving it. He actually made it easier for the keeper to save by committing a handball. He's not the smartest of players, is he? But it was... What I really want to know, yeah. why did he go with his arm? I just don't get it. Like, why, what what why instinct did him? What, what it, instinct yeah. said, I'm going to attack this with my arm? <laughs> I've no idea. And if there'd been a vaguely confident referee, he wouldn't have been able to do it. But I find it absolutely <sighs> hilarious. It, 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 it didn't affect the game. We were we were a lot, lot better than them over the 90. No question about that whatsoever. I, you know, I can say we weren't that great. We were a whole sight better than Orient were. We were a lot better than Orient were. So at the end of the day, it didn't really affect the game. We would have won anyway. They were absolutely Well, well let's, let's not jump the gun there. You never know. Likely would have won. Likely would have won. They were really yeah, not. Yeah, but we likely would have beaten Oldham, and yet we didn't. Yeah, okay, but still, they they were really not very good. We were by far better than them. The better team won on the day, nonetheless. And ultimately, I think it's payback for the ball boy incident, quite frankly. So I don't really, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not gonna, you know, would still resentful that that basically cost us the league title if he gets sent off. Yeah, could it, they scored from the corner right after it, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. They did. Yeah, they did. But yeah, I, I'm I'm finding it quite amusing. I've got to say, but I, I it was absolutely horrendous decision. Stupid from Rudden to attack it with his arm. More stupid from the referee not to give it. But hey, we got a goal. I I laugh because it's hilarious because it's absolutely absurd. But I fully understand and agree with Orient fans who say it's massive cheating. And to be honest, I kind of hope he gets a retrospective ban just because I just, I really don't want the player to get away with that. In the in the same way that I wouldn't have been comfortable to say. So it had been the inverse against Scunthorpe in the final game of the season and we'd scored that cheater's goal and we'd stayed up as a result of it. I would have actually been quite annoyed and probably said we should have gone down. Cause... You know why I think you should get a retrospective ban? Because I want Helford to idiot. play. Because <laughs> I want Helford to play. <laughs> Surely it would only be a yellow card though. For deliberate handball. That's a fair uh, point. Yeah, it's a good I, I have no idea what they'd yeah, rule, to be honest. It would be. So, the, the other elephant in the room, of course... Um, but I, I, I think it's um, it's all Danny Mayer. I mean, we spoke about him at length last oh, yeah. week, and it was us three. Yeah. But, but obviously, you know, we, we, we debated whether he should or shouldn't come back into the team. Um, since he's been out of the team, we've um, got got two wins, and um, there's still no debating Danny's obvious obvious talents. But it probably makes it quite difficult for him to get back in the team on Saturday, does it not? I think there's no way he comes back in on Saturday. If he didn't change the team after Carlisle, which was a pretty average performance, he's not going to change it after Orient, which was a much better performance. So I think there's no way he gets back in the team on Saturday. The only change will probably be Ainsley Fullerton because of the suspension. Well, I think, no, no, that, that that's too easy. He'll have to bring in Josh Grant because it's, oh, yeah. it's becoming more and more apparent that he won't play Ames and Cameron together, no matter what. Maybe I mean, Ames and Cameron If there's one the thing person. that we've learned since Ames went off injured against... Swindon was that low decision to drop Canavan was even stupider than I thought it was at the time. Yeah, well, we've still not conceded a goal since Canavan's been in, have we? No. Well, Canavan's not conceded a single goal since well, he came. No, since, since he came back, back in. in. Oh, okay. he didn't concede against Swindon. Didn't concede against um, uh, Swindon. In, Swindon in the checker trade either. Yeah. Well, no, he that was before the he came on at halftime against Swindon. Yeah, but still, we didn't. But concede yeah, okay. In that if you game. want to include that, he didn't either. No. 
and he didn't concede in that one or in the last two. And I think last season, I've got to say that one, everyone moans about Canavan, and yes, Five he does out do of six the of our clean sheets when he started. Yes, he does do the odd stupid thing, make no mistake about it. But if you look at this season, and by the way, also last season, our highest conceding games and our worst runs of form all pretty much universally came when he wasn't playing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the case last season and this season. So yes, he's not great. He's not Sonny Bradley. Of course he's not. He's not Zach Viner or Sonny Bradley. He's not of that level. But he's a lot better than people give him credit for. And he's a lot better than any of our other centre-backs. Apart Ooh, from I wouldn't Ameson. say a lot better than I, any I, of our centre-backs. I was going to say apart from Ameson. Apart yeah. from Ameson. Maybe even including Ameson, he might even be better than. But he's certainly a lot better than all the others apart from Ameson. And, he, and we're a lot better when he's in the team, for sure. Worth, worth also noting as a final point, Wooten to spend, as we said. Wooten in the oh, air. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Wooten in the air on Tuesday... <laughs> Absolute rubbish. He won two out of ten headers, I think. And the, that bad, was he? Really uh, sorry, Canavan was the complete reverse. He won eight out of ten. Both get virtually all against the same player, Matt Harold. I mean, I didn't. I didn't notice him being that bad. I must admit, I I, I didn't really notice him much at all. J- just in the air. I'm just talking about. Yeah, him. yeah, fair enough. I didn't really notice, but I take your word for it. He looked gutted when he got his yellow card last night. I did feel bad for him because he. Yeah, me too. Know, yeah, terrible. Yeah. He, he, he did look um, like. I like to see the players that actually care, and, yeah. and 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 not all the time do you know. I know they're professionals; they don't have to, you know. They get paid, yada yada yada. Um, but he he's you know he was out in the cold, you know, so to speak, last season. He's come back in. I know he's still got some people that um, aren't his biggest fan, but you know, he, he obviously um, he's fighting hard for that place in the team. Um, and you know, obviously, his loss is going to be probably Ameson's, um you know, win. Gain. Um, yeah, gain. Um, <laughs> win. Um, well done, Fraz. Um, Fraz. But, um, you know, I, I I was a bit gutted for him when, you know, his reaction told you, you know, he knew that he was suspended for the game against City. And, um, you know, we'll have to see how we do about him. I, I, I still think, you know, to lead into that point, I think we'll beat City. Um but that's probably worth needed. noting. If we beat them, we go above them too on goal difference. Yeah, which is weird considering where we were a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. I mean, they, I think they, we were they... what nine points away from them before then. Yeah, and, they, and, they've... and we will go into at least the playoffs as well if we beat them. Yes, well, we'll at least the playoffs. Definitely, won't be we will three, go into the playoffs. We will go into the playoffs above them. Exactly. You know, we still haven't. You know, I think this is a stat that you said, Sam. We still haven't. Um, every game we've won, we haven't conceded in. So yeah, that, um, that, that, that continues. I'm... That, that, I, I like that stat because the reason I like that stat because it's such a funny little stat because all the talk about this season was about we're going to be like Derry we're going to outscore teams whoop you do it's going to be three twos four threes but no it's really not it's been every single game in which we've conceded we failed to win but on the other hand we've not had any nil nils every clean sheet we've kept we've won so and obviously cre- you famously nil, said yeah. last week that um well, probably not famously, but you definitely said it that Alex Palmer's trending downwards. But um, and, he, you and know. yeah, he's trending right back up. Fair play to him. He's, had, he's not done anything wrong in the last two games. So, but that, it's, it's quite extraordinary. Let's work out how many he's watched very quickly for a three nil, and then a one nil, and the two nil, the one of each, and then another three nil, Warsaw, and then another one nil, which was Mansfield, and then another three nil, which was Swindon. This is another... definitely not a highlight of the show, this bit. No, and then a 2 0 which with Carlisle. So, that so what is had... happening here? I missed. <laughs> Are we listing the clean sheets or Palmer's well, well, clean well, sheets? Well, no, 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 no. Not, not just Palmer. What I'm saying is. is yes, we can, if we about... don't concede, we win. Yeah. I know. After we've had. Thank you. I'm just going to work no, out no, 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 we can flip down. that as well. If we do concede, we don't win. 
No, 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 no. That, that's not even the only thing. I'm, how it breaks down is, I think, two one nils, two two nils, three three nils, and one four nil. Would that be correct? Think it is. It's yeah. a shame it's not four four nils. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that would. <laughs> well, we're gonna. Well, maybe when we win the next three four nil, we'll be able to say that. I mean, I made a big shout last week that we're going to win 5-0 and Zach Rudden's going to get a hat-trick. Yeah, but against I Carlisle. S- I can safely <laughs> say, Sam, we're not going to win the next three games 4-0. Yeah, I doubt we are. So very quickly, we need predictions for the big game next week, which is, of course, the game against Chelsea. Um, <laughs> I could, of course. Quickly, extra predictions, Fraser? Um, 2-0, I'll go. Sam? 2-1, I'll go. Surprised I shouldn't say 4-0. Um... Uh, I'll go one-one, just because. Just because you want to end the podcast on a miserable note. I don't know why I'm going to beat them. To be to fair, I mean, uh, you criticised me of being a miserable note last week. I thought a winner and a draw was quite positive given the run we were on. I thought and that was yeah, a reasonably realistic and positive. I mean, anyhow, right? No, I, no, no. That's it. That's no, it. No, that all we got time for. Jedap. Right, fine. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We hope you've really enjoyed listening to that, and more importantly, you've really enjoyed watching two straight wins with no goals conceded. Um, on we go to Exeter. Fingers crossed for a win. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify to keep up to date with all the latest releases. And from all three of us, it's good night. Good evening. Good night. Good night. Even. Bye. Bye. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.